In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Hey, good morning. On today's show, we are unveiling a brand new service from GenWealth specifically designed for younger investors, plus the 10 most common financial mistakes and how to avoid them. Stay with us. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And good morning. Welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show, live streaming on a Wednesday morning and on radio all across the state of Arkansas. My name is Scott Inman. We are pleased to be joined by Marcus Osorio and Teresa Arago this morning. It's, it, morning. it's the all vowel team, yeah, Arago right. and Osorio. And on Skype, it, we're playing Where in the World is John Shrewsbury today? And John, <laughs> John's, John is traveling and we'll let him tell us where he is and why. But he's with us for the first segment today because, hey, it is a we're, we've got a big announcement to make. We're we're, ma- we're doing a major unveiling uh, on today's show, and it wouldn't be right to not have uh, either you or Janet with us for that unveiling. Well, Janet is the one that's where in the world is Janet Walker because she's off on vacation. I'm actually working. I'm over with Christian von Allman in the Brentwood, Tennessee office, and uh, we're we're doing some cool things over here. But I could not miss the opportunity to unveil this brand new service that we're working with at GenWealth. It is called MoneyWorks, and and really it is – Using the ease of technology, combining that with the power of the relationship of an advisor and you, the client. And really, we focus in on helping people learn how money works thus the name. And so as we delve into this, you're going to find that that money works is going to be one of those things that if you're an experienced investor, if you're uh, maybe one of our ready to retire clients, but you've got kids that are just a mess with money, they don't really understand <laughs> the workings of money, or maybe you've even got grandkids, money works is for them because it does build financial wellness. It helps to build that foundation of financial knowledge and experience. And, and Scott, the most interesting thing about this, the most exciting thing about this is people don't even have to have money to invest to be able to take part in this program. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, next point to make here. Uh, If you think about financial advisors as a whole, it is almost always the compensation with it is tied to assets, right? And and we're no different on on a large part of our client base with that. But it does create a gap, or, or even I would even go so far, John, as to say, a failure uh, to serve a certain group of clients because they deserve access to a financial advisor. Absolutely. And I think we're in a real pickle in this country because we don't teach people how money works. And because of that, they grow up, they get a job and they get a paycheck, but they really don't know how to really execute on that paycheck for their financial well-being. And so Money Works is going to be a program where we come in and we teach people some basic fundamentals about money and help to empower them toward that path toward financial independence. Everyone loves to be, loves the idea of being financially independent, but it takes a a system and it takes work to do that. And frankly, it takes work with an advisor because there's a lot of technology out there that you can go online and you can find this to do or that to do or what have you. But what's missing there is the accountability and the impartment of knowledge from the advisor to the client, helping them to really understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. I want to get Mark and Teresa involved here because it's no accident that they're on the mm-hmm. show on this day, right? You guys are going to have integral uh, parts to play uh, in the new program. Yes. And I'm, I'm so glad that you know, John mentioned it's the imparting of knowledge, right? And what, what Money Works really is, you know, just to kind of describe it in my own words, it's, it's the real world money knowledge that you need, right? And the practical application of, of your money. So it establishes the foundation for, uh, for your money knowledge or for your financial knowledge, and it teaches what you need to do with your money through personalized uh, curriculum and advice. So it's, it's that imparting of knowledge that ultimately uh, helps you build that wealth. I think there are a lot of people that find a roadblock to getting help because they feel either overwhelmed by the process or they don't feel like they have anything to work with. 
But how are you ever going to get there if you don't get started? And if the process is overwhelming, you're more likely to delay it. So I love that we've always had this passion and felt like every level of wealth is important and needs coaching. I love that we've basically put our money where our mouth is (laughs) on this and said, okay, we need a specifically tailored program for those who are just getting started. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, too, because so many people don't get the education growing up in their Mm -hmm. household. I think I would probably say I'm going to raise my hand on that as well, too. I, I got some good knowledge imparted to me, but not everything I needed to get on the road uh, early with the right idea towards mm-hmm. my retirement journey or just growing wealth in general, yes. financial independence being the goal here. And I think that's important to point out, beginning with the end in mind is really what we're talking about here, because it is an abstract idea for a lot of people, especially if they've never had it talked to, uh, mm-hmm. talk to them about. Right. I'm, I'm definitely in that group. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the Shrewsbury household, so I didn't get the, the financial <laughs> knowledge to get ready for the future show, you know, growing up. So, so yeah, no, I think that's going to be very useful. Well, and I think with my parents, they felt overwhelmed at the concept. They focused very heavily on teaching us character and teaching us to have good work ethic. But honestly, we didn't have any money in our house either. So maybe they didn't know what to teach me. Um, but we just want to make sure that those people in your life who need that coaching have access to it and that it's not just general junk they find on the Internet because you can mm-hmm. find a lot out there. But there's not a lot of wisdom in, in personalization to that. So this gives you that access to someone who is working specifically towards your goals, just like what we do with our Ready to Retire clients. All right. So how do you get the access? We are working on a website. It's not available just yet. So if you want to get connected and learn more about the Money Works program, the best way to do it right now is to give us a call. Uh, you can do that uh, by calling. I'm going to draw a blank on an 800 <laughs> number. It's usually right up there. John, you know the 800 number right off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, it's Thank 866-653-PLAN. You. There you go. 866-653-PLAN. And you'll have to figure out what the plan is because I don't have that right in front of me. But 866-653-PLAN is the number. And guys, I think the, the most important thing about this for people to understand is it's very affordable to do it. Mm-hmm. And number two, uh, probably 1A, I'm going to say, is that it's fun. It's mm-hmm. it actually is not boring. It's really not tedious or anything like that. It's actually fun. There's a little gamification here. Uh, you'll get a financial assessment score, and you might not like your score right off the bat, but there are things that you can do to raise your score. And as you raise your score, it actually feels good to to do those things. Check those things off and say, okay, I've got three months expenses in an emergency fund. Check. My score goes up. I've bought life insurance to protect my family. Check. My my score goes up. And mm-hmm. so it's all about working toward that, that ultimate goal of becoming financially independent. But before you can become financially independent, you've got to become financially well. And mm-hmm. we're going to do, do a lot to achieve your financial potential or to help you achieve financial potential because you really are the key here. You are the key. If you are a money works client, it's actually crafting that behavior that's necessary to get you down that road that you want to get to. And I can't be any more elated about this. This has been part of the the foundation of Gen Wealth for a long time. We've did not, done this work really pro bono over the years mm-hmm. and help people and didn't have a real hard and fast structure around it. Now we can really take this to any place that we want to take it because we've got technology. Mark's going to be working with people both online and in person. Uh, but there's a lot of this that really just rests with you. And and you are now empowered to do that through the channels that we've got at MoneyWorks. And I want to be clear about something too, because I think a lot of people, when they hear this, they're like, oh, okay, so this is for a 20-year-old. It's not. When I started here at Gym Wealth, I was in my mid-30s. I'd been a bookkeeper, so it's not like I wasn't around financial concepts, but I hadn't been given personalized training at that point. So there were a lot of things I didn't know that I could have employed if I'd have known about them a little sooner, but at that point I was able to get started. So I want to make sure that our, our listeners out there don't say, oh, this is for my kids or this is for my grandkids. You could be in your 30s or your 40s. If you haven't gotten started, you're not very far down that road, or you feel overwhelmed by the process, 
this could be for you too. And Teresa, I would say that that uh, that if you've had a financial setback, yes. uh, you know, maybe you've gotten yourself into debt or something of that nature, and you need to just kind of right the ship and, and get a clean slate. Money Works is for you. It, it's really no shame in that. There's mm-hmm. really no judgment that is going to be cast upon you because you don't you know you don't feel like you're good at money. We will make you good at money by teaching you the concepts that you need to teach and help you to execute those concepts. 866-653-PLAN to get started on MoneyWorks or an email will work as well. You can send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And one of the other things coupled with this that I want to bring up before we get into our uh, common uh, financial mistakes, which we're probably not going to even really do because we're running (laughs) kind of heavy on time here, but the Talking Sense podcast is going to be associated with this. What's that all about? Yes. So it's Talking Sense, what you don't know about money. And it's going to be hosted by uh, Teresa and yours Mm -hmm. truly. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited about all the things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, it's going to be, you know, shorter uh, time segments. So it's not as long as the Get Ready for the Future show, uh, which just allows us to, to keep things you know, pretty quick. So you can listen to it on your way into work if you have a short commute mm-hmm. or just have a short break. Yeah, just, uh, uh, again, lots of very uh, timely, good tips for you. And I think whereas this show is focused more on retirement as our goal, you know, it's certainly going to be our goal in general, but this show, the Talking Sense podcast, we're going to be talking about basic financial concepts, things that you would cover in that money works as well. And things like, you know, how much home should you buy or how do you go about making the employer plan contributions, things like that, that maybe you just need a little tip here and there. We'd love for you guys to subscribe and listen and share it with your friends and family, too. Can they get it anywhere? I think you've already done a few, too, right? Have We've you, recorded yeah. the, a couple of them. They're not released yet. We're right. going to start that the first part of June. So be watching the Get Ready for the Future show site and the Gym Wealth site for those links, and then we'll let you guys know when it's ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how about, uh, you said they're not as long as the Get Ready for the Future mm-hmm. show. About how long are they? In 12 like? to 15 minutes is going to be kind of the average for those. Okay. Very mm-hmm. good. So, so a little bit longer than the fastest four minutes in finance. Just a few. Yeah. yeah. So, but but that's, that's a great, uh, you can listen to that. I mean, just about anywhere you work in mm-hmm. central Arkansas, you're going to be able to get there in, you know, in roughly 12 to 15 minutes, depending on traffic. So you can yes. you can certainly listen to the podcast on your way to and mm-hmm. from work. I think that's a great idea. Talking Sense podcast. Look for it soon. So we have, uh, John, we're going to only have you with us for a couple more minutes, and then you're going to get back to work, apparently, because I yep. guess you guys have got appointments already sent up there. Christian's we, we got do. you busy. We've we got a lot of stuff going on in, in, in Middle Tennessee, as they call it over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the heart of SEC country, so it's a, it's pretty cool uh, to be over home. here uh, just as an SEC football, baseball, basketball fan. But but we got a lot of work to do over in Brentwood, suburban Nashville, Tennessee. Music City, as a matter of fact. That's really, you know, we, we talked about that 866 number. The reason I was drawing a blank on it is relatively new, but that's really kind of the reason we did it because mm-hmm. of how many different offices we now are, are dealing with. We're in three different states, Arkansas, Louisiana, and now Tennessee. So that 866 number can get you in touch no matter where uh, you're watching our live stream today. So that's great. So I really don't want to jump too far into the actual uh, mistakes here, the top 10 list, since we only have a couple of minutes left. But I think it's interesting to point out when we were talking about this before the uh, show started today, the thing that popped into my mind was, is I've probably guilty of making eight or nine of these, maybe even 10 of them, right? So I think it's important to talk about a frame of reference here Mm -hmm. for us, right? I mean, we've been there, done that, Yes. right? Yes, I think there's no, that's why we tell people there's no judgment when you come to our office, because we are also people and we make mistakes. We were talking about one of them is going to be frivolous spending, give you a little um, window into that. And I thought, man, during COVID, um, Amazon and I became really good friends, or at least (laughs) I became their friend because I bought stuff that I would never have bought otherwise just because of the circumstances. So we are just as guilty as everyone else from time to time. And I think that adds to the level of experience here too, Mm -hmm. John. I mean, when you, when you have that frame of reference and you know what it's like and having been there, you can really, I think, help somebody. Clearly, you know, we've been there, done that, got the the ragged t-shirt as a result (laughs) of it, because, you know, we all have been down this road. And so we don't have any room to judge and we're we're not that kind of folks anyway. We just want to help you not make some of those mistakes or if you made them, help you dig out of them. And mm-hmm. I, I love what money works. I love the heart of it. I love the passion behind it that Mark is bringing to it. Teresa is bringing to it in the podcast. Uh, it is really 
the genesis of where GenWealth started was trying to help people just kind of get their ship righted and, and move forward. And I'm really, really excited about this. And I hope we have a lot of inquiries, especially from parents and grandparents that say, yeah. hey, let me get my kids started off mm-hmm. right, because now you're talking about life change. And that's really what this is all about. Yeah. And I would point out, too, it may even be something that our current clients are interested in getting involved in, yes. too, since it is such a new program. 866-653-PLAN to get started on MoneyWorks. All right, John, we're going to let you go, let you get back to work. We thank you for being with us on this uh, first segment of the show today. Great to be with you guys. Carry on. We will be right back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking about the 10 most common financial mistakes people make and how to avoid them. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, Scott Inman, Mark Osorio, and Teresa Arago with uh, us today. And I did. I don't know if can you guys tell that my voice is a little weird today. I did want to mention. I, I don't. I, I don't want to. <laughs> should probably acknowledge it. I don't yeah. want to ignore it, but I, I'm fighting a head cold pretty hard. Gotcha. I was going to so, say you kind of got the the whole little, movie announcer. Yeah, going on. coming soon. Starts Friday. Start I really like the idea of doing that because I know those guys don't get out of their pajamas all day, right? So they can just sit around <laughs> talking to a microphone and make a million dollars a year. So that's the not voice. you. We know that's not you. Okay. So that's not uh, that's not happening very often. So we're talking about the ten most most common financial mistakes and how to avoid making them. And this kind of ties into, as we talked about in the first segment, our Money Works program. We are, we are debuting that today. It is available to you with a phone call or with an email. There will be a website soon, the Talking Sense podcast that goes along with this, geared towards people who are starting out. And I love what you said earlier, Teresa. It's not necessarily for 20-somethings. It's just mm-hmm. starting out. Or maybe you feel like you have started and you haven't been able to get traction, right? Yeah. Whatever the case may be, these are the mistakes that I think we make at all phases of life, but if we're making them repetitively mm-hmm. early on, it puts us on a trajectory that's really hard to get out of. So number one is excessive or frivolous spending, and you kind of unveiled that in the last segment, yeah. Teresa. But you know, when you think about the the money that we waste, and I do think it's relative. I'm going to start talking about the balance because mm-hmm. we, we're not going to we're not talking about uh, necessarily penny pinching. Although it might mean that, right? Mm-hmm. Depends on your stage of life and yeah, what you're, but, you're dealing with. Because it comes back to planning. You need mm-hmm. to understand how much you really need to be putting away and for what, the why. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be set. And you need to do whatever you do inside of your budget to make that not get disrupted. So that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. It may mean if you're a high income earner that you, you can go to Starbucks every day. Mm-hmm. But I do like these numbers. $25 per week spent on dining out costs you $1,300 per year. Do the math on that. Think about that. If you spent just an extra $25. I'm just laughing because one trip to a restaurant for my family, Good we're looking at about a hundred bucks, like yes. $25 a week. I'm the only one going anywhere apparently. <laughs> and only once or twice. Like that, most of us, I would say spend at least wastefully right. double to triple that a week. Right. If you really look at your spending yeah. and that's sorry, I couldn't control myself because when I look at that, I'm thinking, okay, well that's, one trip to Wendy's, but I'm not taking all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I saw that, yeah. I, I was immediately, my thought was, well, that hurts because that's definitely me. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can get away for less than 100 right now. You don't have to bring everybody yeah. with you. But the 25 is definitely on the money. But, you know, you think about that, and I mean, I love to eat out. I, I eat out probably too much. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the love of the, the, the experience more so than the food. I, I have learned through COVID that I can probably make it taste about as good as I could yeah. as they do at the restaurant. But I like the experience. I like the convenience of it, not having to clean a mm-hmm. kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. All those things are great, but you have to understand in your budget, how often can you really get away with doing that? And that's the key. I think if it's budgeted, yep. you can enjoy it. It's no different. You know, we went, I've been to Disney twice. We've talked about this before. The first time I planned ahead, I prepaid for everything And I was able to really just enjoy it more because I wasn't thinking about every dollar we spent. And then I went another time where we didn't really pre-plan the meals and things like that. And I had no clue what to plan for on that. And it ended up being way more expensive than I intended. And I just wasn't able to enjoy it as much. So, you know, it's, it's not bad to go and spend on things. We're not telling you to sit at home and eat peanut butter, jelly and ramen noodles, unless you're in bad, bad debt. But um, I think it's about budgeting it so that when you do spend the money, you get to enjoy it and enjoy the experience like you talked about. Yeah, now you, you, you're equating frivolous with planning. That seems yeah. kind of hard, but I, do, I say I like to have planned spontaneity. Yes. You, you have an account or you mm-hmm. have a, 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 an amount of money that's set aside for this is what I feel like doing. 
Yes. And then Fun you can money. still, yeah, and you can still get that feeling of I'm, I'm free, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's set aside and planned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of this has accelerated too. I mean, we've always had the keeping up with the Joneses mentality, but now yes. I'm calling it keeping up with the gram, right? The, like inst- the Insta, mm-hmm. the Facebook, the Twitter, and surveys are pointing this out. A 2008 survey, 2018 survey, I should say, found that 57% of millennials made unplanned purchases because of what they saw on social media. And mm-hmm. a quote from that says, they pay more attention to how their friends spend than how their friends save. Well, I wonder why that is. Because their friends are not talking about how much <laughs> they put in their savings account, how much they're contributing to their 401k. Yes, I don't think I've ever seen a post that said, oh, okay, hit a milestone in my 401k today. Yep. Like, no. That's not something you see. And I think it goes beyond even big purchases. Like when you see the fashion ads and you see mm-hmm. all the, you know, even decorating people's homes. Every time I see someone's Christmas decorations, I'm going, oh, my family. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> you got stuck with me because that is not how we live. So All mine are hand-me-downs. Uh, my, my folks spend... <laughs> Uh, some money every, each year after after Christmas, you know, everything goes on sale. So they, you know, just buy for stock up for next year. So I get whatever they didn't use uh, the next year there. Yeah, I, I think that's a real temptation that 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 is is something that has to really be dealt with. It mm-hmm. may need that need be that you're not spending as much time on social media or understanding the perspective of they're giving me their best life and that's not their whole life yes. and and I don't have to have that prioritizing what it is you really like mm-hmm. what you really love and discarding everything else no matter how often you see it out there you know yeah. i mean people showing them showing their new boats off and you know you don't want a boat but you find yourself going well, maybe i want a boat cuz john's got a boat mm-hmm. right it looks fun well and yeah. you know you and i had talked when we were planning for this and and giving you guys a tip cuz we promised you those too something you can do to help yourself if you catch yourself clicking and buying clicking and buying or yeah. you're you know amazoning too much take your payment method off Take it off so that you have to hand enter it every single time because it takes a moment of pause to do that. And you might find that you can control that a little better, that impulsivity. All right. So number one there, excessive and frivolous spending. That's a common financial mistake. Hopefully we gave you some tips there on how to avoid that. Number two is not having life insurance. So this speaks Mm -hmm. to the protection side of things. And this is something that people don't really want to think about um, for obvious reasons, not coming home, the paycheck stopping. But this really speaks to making sure that if one spouse, particularly uh, the higher earner, but in in most cases these days we have two uh, income earners in a household, making sure that if one of those spouses doesn't come home, that nothing changes for everybody else. And I think a lot of people think of this in a, a, a tunnel. They think, okay, if I paid off the house, I paid off the debt, they make a decent living, they'd be fine. But there are goals that you're working together as a family to create. So yep. if you've got those goals in mind, say it's retirement savings, that that spouse's income is what frees you up to make those contributions. If their income's not there, even if the things are paid off, you now have all those other responsibilities you're filling in. So it has to be thought of more holistically, we feel like. Yeah. And what what we're ultimately shooting for is financial independence, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what our clients really, really desire. And uh, if you're without life insurance, then you're putting that financial independence at risk. Right. And how do you know if you have enough? Some people may hear this today and say, okay, I have life insurance. You need to go through an analysis. And, yes. and Mark, you're really good at talking about the acronym LIFE and what that stands for. And that helps us determine how much coverage somebody needs. Yeah. So during our consultation, you know, I walk folks through the LIFE acronyms, so liabilities, uh, income replacement, final cost, and education, right? So each one of these four is meant to just provide a very easy uh, structure for you to follow to understand, okay, do I have enough to cover those expenses? And actually, you know, the, the these first two topics that we're talking about, these first two mistakes, frivolous spending and life insurance are both uh, some big topics that we cover in MoneyWorks. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about uh, mm-hmm. you know being able to to help folks just have these conversations, right? Because if you're not having this conversation, it's it, it could be pretty costly. Yes. So um, yeah, I'm really re- excited about talking to folks and getting that uh, that awareness up, so that again we're preventing these these mistakes. And I would also point out that if you think about the life insurance, I mean, obviously insurance companies make money because most of the time they get those premiums and they never mm-hmm. have to pay out the death benefits. But you and I both have personal experience with uh, how that looks on the other side of things. You had it recently with one of your clients. Yes. Yeah. So one of my clients, uh, you know, was 33 and 36. I was a young couple. And, uh, you know, after about a a couple of weeks, 
of, of headaches. You know, the, the spouse went to the, the hospital, got some uh, misdiagnosed, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, she, she just wasn't there anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a really, really heartbreaking experience. But thankfully, the, the year before we had set up that life insurance policy so, uh, so that, again, that their financial uh, independence uh, is is not at risk. You know, he he can keep keep going without that additional stress. And it gives him time to grieve well mm-hmm. and to deal with the things that are coming up in their lives without the burden of worrying. I mean, I haven't lost my spouse, but we did lose a child at one point uh, early in a pregnancy. And I remember thinking the worst part of it was not knowing if I could afford to mm-hmm. bury my child. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the cost of even just a funeral, a lot of people are, are extremely underinsured because they're relying purely on an employer plan and if you switch jobs you might have a gap of coverage so it's it's really important to at least have that conversation and if you think you can't afford it i think that it's mm-hmm. worth pointing out too that if you get on the money works program you're you are likely a younger age right if you're in your 20s maybe even your 30s think about getting it in place at that stage or season of life it mm-hmm. makes so much more sense from an affordability standpoint yes. you can lock it in and we're big, big believers in term insurance yes. we want to get as big of a death benefit in place for as little cost as, we can. as possible for the length of time necessary i think that's mm-hmm. important point, point to point out too at some point when we get ready to look at our ready to retire clients that insurance is probably not going to need to be there. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's why it needs to be a term policy. That's why it has to be part of a holistic plan because there's a logic to when we want it to end. It's not just about covering till the kids get out of the house because there's a huge gap for the the remaining spouse in they're not eligible for survivor benefits once the kids are out until age 60 at minimum. So there's a huge gap in the income for that section of their lives if you don't have some sort of coverage in place. All right, so our first two there, we've got about a minute left. I, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about, uh, circle back to Mark, you talked about how money works can help with the frivolous or excessive uh, spending and the life insurance. Talk a little bit about the the online, the articles that are there, the things that are going to be available for people to to look at those two things. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite parts is that as after you take the assessment, you actually are then provided with a step-by-step uh, curriculum on uh, the, uh, the the topics that are more or most relevant to you based on the answers that you provide through that assessment. So uh, again, it's it's personalized to you, and each one of those uh, tasks, each each one of those uh, curriculums provides uh, articles specific to that calculators, right? And then not just that, but you also have that connection to the advisor to then be able to uh, to go further in depth on each one of those topics. 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. That's how you can call to get started on the MoneyWorks program. You can also send us an email. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. 10 most common financial mistakes and how to avoid making them. That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. We're up to number three next. 10 most common financial mistakes and what you can do to avoid making them. That is the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. We're also unveiling a new service here at GenWealth called MoneyWorks, geared towards younger investors, not necessarily 20-somethings, but people who are starting out on their financial journey. It's available to you, and it gives you access to a personal financial coach, financial wellness assessment, account aggregation, budgeting tools, and a whole lot more. You can sign up by calling 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-PLAN, and we hope that you'll do that. And, and I think, again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, Teresa and Mark, that it has nothing to do with assets. You don't mm-hmm. have to invest with Gen Wealth to have yeah. access to this service. That's one of the best parts about it yep. is that it's more about the, the education to help you uh, lay that foundation for mm-hmm. that wealth building. I yep. think there are a lot of people who are just overwhelmed by the process of getting started. Yep. Just like if you're trying to lose weight, you know, it's, it's a little overwhelming to just show up at the gym and just start working out if you don't have a plan in place. So it's like getting that personal trainer really affordably um, and getting started. I'm so glad that you made that comparison because I, when I was looking through these 10 common financial mistakes, mm-hmm. so many of them are not a one-time consideration. It is an ongoing discipline and sacrifice, mm-hmm. much like uh, losing weight through a, a workout plan or a diet plan. It's going to require long term. Now, the life insurance that we talked about in the last segment, that's pretty much a click it and you're done, right? You, you, you go through the mm-hmm. underwriting, you've got it in place, you can check that box. Mm-hmm. 
But let's go to number three and talk about it. Living on borrowed money. You know, we talked about frivolous spending, and I think these kind of go hand in hand. But living on borrowed money, it really speaks to consumer debt, credit card debt. And those are so easily thrown at you when you are first starting out. And I think a lot of us have kind of failed at creating the habit of delayed gratification, which is where I feel like this comes from. Often the things that we're putting on a credit card are not things that we need They're just things that we want and we don't want to wait. So we get it on the credit card and we think to ourselves, okay, I'll pay that off when the bill comes. But then life happens and it doesn't take long, especially when you consider that most people don't have savings for that to get out of control. And I'd like to talk about how, again, as we mentioned earlier, we talked really from experience on this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for for me, whenever I graduated from from college, uh, I wanted to to move out of the house, have that experience of being out on my own. And you know, me and, and my roommate uh, went and got a, an apartment in downtown Little Rock. And but the, the my first big boy job wasn't you know, really paying me the big boy bucks. Yeah, so they don't usually. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with with that, uh, we ended up having to, to downsize uh, to to a one bedroom apartment. We were, you know, kind of kind of bunk buddies Aww. there. It was yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun. I, I don't know if you would say the same, but <laughs> so did you feel adulty when you were sharing a bedroom with your buddy? <laughs> not, not exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, but during that same time, you know, I that uh, that we were in the two bedroom, I was in uh, had to use credit cards to to make up the difference right uh. between you know what uh, my salary was, and then you know what my expenses were. So, yeah. uh, but again, growing up, I didn't have that that knowledge, so that was a real challenge. Yeah, and and when we talk about the ultimate goal here of financial independence, you're never going to be independent with debt. You're never going to be independent with consumer debt, even more so because of the interest rates. Listen to these numbers now. Using the rule of 72 with credit card interest rates. So we use that for investing, the rule of 72. It's you, You basically divide your rate of return into the number 72 and the uh, number you get is how many years it would take for your money to double. You can work that through interest rates, too. So, mm-hmm. for example, the average interest rate for a credit card is 17.3%. We talk all the time about low interest rates, not in the credit card world. If you divide 72 by that rate, you get 4.16 years. That's how long it takes for the credit card company to earn double your money on borrowed money. Now, that's great if you're getting 17% in the market, right? But Mm -hmm. getting 17% on that credit card is devastating because you can see how insurmountable that can quickly become Yes, and how you'll never catch up if you get too much on it. And that's where a lot of people think, well, if I just pay the minimum, I'll be fine. I'll catch up. But the way they have that structured is that you will almost, it will take you decades to pay off that debt paying the minimum. And that's a good timeline. I've done um, debt snowballs for people before where the software told me it will never get paid off. You're going to have to increase the payment just to get it paid off in 30 years. So please understand that paying the minimum on all of them is not the best plan, but don't take the shotgun approach either and pay a little bit extra on all of them either. Um, We've got some uh, tricks and uh, tips that we can help you with, you know, if you decide to do the MoneyWorks program to help you really tackle that more efficiently. And, you know, when when we talk about uh, building good habits, right, mm-hmm. to, to avoid these, well, the if, if you're living on borrowed money, if you're living on credit cards, that's in the, doing the opposite, right? It, that's building a yes. a bad habit because you're learning uh, to to live on more than what you make, mm-hmm. right? And so, which is why you're you're using them. So. Uh, definitely want to to rid yourself of that bad habit. And please understand, we're not saying that all credit cards are bad because there are people who have that discipline that pay it off every month and they just do it for the points, things like that. That's me. But that is, it (laughs) is a very difficult discipline discipline to establish. So make sure that discipline's established first. Don't worry about your credit. Worry about your financial future. Right. And that still happens within the vacuum of a budget. That's how it works for me, right? I know how much monthly has... Can, I can't go above that mm-hmm. on that credit card so that I can always pay it off and get the points. Yes. The Dave Ramsey approach is still, you know, abstinence is usually the best policy, right? If you don't <laughs> even have the credit card, that I, I like that idea. But mm-hmm. as you grow, and I think for 20-something, that is the best advice to so not yeah. even have a credit card. But eventually, if you have one in your 30s and 40s and you can manage it like that, that's okay. Just don't leave a balance on mm-hmm. it. All right. So number four on our list of the 10 most common financial mistakes and how to avoid them is buying a new car. Now that is not in and of itself a financial mistake. It depends on your circumstances. A lot of this mm-hmm. does. Millions of new cars sold each year, but few people can afford them. And our best 
advice here is you should be paying cash for a car. We don't like car payments. We just talked about credit card debt. Debt is the same, even though the interest rate may be a little bit better. But when you think about how cars are advertised, yeah. you don't ever see on a, on an ad that I can really put my finger on or think about. Very rarely do you see the price of the car. Correct. You see the monthly payment. Yes. And that's what rings a bell in people's minds because we're so conditioned to have a car payment. And there may be starting out a time where you have to have one, but if you can avoid it, great. And 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 getting to that point increases your chances of financial well, and independence. And let's talk about this goes back to wants and needs. You need to get to work. You need to get to school. You need to get certain places. But do you need a $60,000 car to get there? <laughs> right. Especially when you're younger, do you truly need a new car or a car that has, you know, insane payments to be able to take care of business? No. If you can, you know, kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, suck it up and get what you can afford so that you can build some payments to yourself and your savings. Then then when you go to trade that in or when it's lost its last legs, then you can get a better car and build towards the one you want. Delayed gratification again. Get what you need. Work for what you want. Absolutely. And, you know, that uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, talking about this specific topic because, I recently you know, paid off my car, so that's something that I'm still kind of celebrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was able to uh, making extra payments again, kind of like you mentioned, that targeted approach, right, of using uh, the my extra income to to put towards that one payment instead of you know, scattering it uh, everywhere. Uh, and with that, I was able to pay it off. You know, over two and a half years. You that's know, awesome. Uh, early, yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a pretty big win. Felt amazing. So again, yeah, I just definitely want to encourage folks. Uh, I bought uh, the car two years, um, you know, two years old. I had a few miles on it, uh, but great car has been has served me well, and is exactly what I need. Now you're at a precipice here on decision making mm-hmm. because you've got that sucker paid off. So yeah. what you do from this point forward is key on never having another payment, right? So what exactly. are you what are you doing with the money that you were making the car payment on? Yeah, so the first month, I... Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I went out and bought a new symbol for my drum set. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> from now on, <laughs> I'm going to be putting that money towards a uh, savings account yep. so that I have that cash built up to buy the next car. Yeah, and awesome. you'll always have a trade-in value when you mm-hmm. get ready to change your car, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people think of trading cars every two or three years, and that, that still plays from behind. Really, that's what we're talking yeah. about here. Don't play from behind. Play, yes. play from in front. And if you can have that car paid off, build a savings account, and then when you have the trade-in plus the cash to get mm-hmm. the new car, you're all set and you don't have a car payment and then you're ahead of the game. Yeah. Huge. Buying a new car, number four on our list of financial mistakes. We've got time for one more in this uh, segment and spending too much on your house. So we talked about buying cars. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about buying homes. And I want to talk about something that ties both of those together in a moment, but let's talk about spending too much on your house. When it comes to buying a house, Bigger, not necessarily better, unless you have a large family. But you think about the way homes, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. this, the numbers in front of me, but, you know, you, Teresa, you've seen the numbers too that the average size home in America has just gone off the charts since the yes. 1950s. It's like we don't want to be near each other. I don't, I, I don't understand it. I know it. I know it. But it's, it's huge, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and buying that house is, is, is a huge milestone in your life. Yes. It, it is the biggest purchase most Americans are going to make. And you are likely going to have a mortgage. We're not sitting here and telling you, wait till you have $300,000 sitting in the bank before you ever own a home. Or that you need to buy a $300,000 home. Let's start there. Well, that's true too. I but think, I think, yeah, I think one big mistake, there a couple of things here. One is a lot of people are switching jobs. They need mobility. Maybe buying a home isn't the right choice for you. Don't yeah. feel pressured to buy a house just because others are doing it. Um, because you may say, oh, I'll just make it a rental property. Well, Do you want to rent a home from another state to somebody and try to keep up with them? May not make sense. The other thing is we talk about this in the Talking Sense podcast that um, when you look at the price you can afford, a lot of people when they're thinking, they go, okay, well, I was renting for $1,400 a month, so I should be able to have a house payment of $1,400 a month. Hmm. But there's a dynamic shift that happens when you're buying and not renting. All the repairs, they're on you. Insurance, the taxes, that's all on you now. So be mindful not to think just here's the dollar amount, but think about the other expenses that you're going to need to cover before you commit to that. Yeah. And what I really liked about that that podcast is that we kind of looked at it from the perspective of the the landowner, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the, uh, the landlord. Yeah, the landlord. Exactly. So the landlord includes, you know, the the cost of, of rent, the expenses that, that are going to be mm-hmm. uh, necessary to upkeep that home, mm-hmm. as well as a profit margin 
for that home. Yes. Right. And so when when you're looking at that that decision of whether to buy or rent, it's really it's really a great perspective to to look at because it's uh, thinking, okay, you know, am I going to be able to include all the expenses, mm-hmm. right, in in the the amount, right, the monthly amount that I'm thinking of? Does that include expenses? That does that include you know paying myself, right, the the mm-hmm. savings that I'm going to need. Uh, on on a monthly basis uh, to to again just you know, make sure that that you're paying yourself first. Yeah, taxes, utilities, insurance, POA dues. If you're moving into yes. certain neighborhoods, the maintenance on that. I can remember when I moved into my new home that was much larger than the last, and I had to replace all the light bulbs. I actually spent the time to to figure the cost on an annual basis of what I was spending just to replace light bulbs and how expensive it was. Like mm-hmm. it, everything gets bigger, the utility cost is going to go up. All those things have to be considered. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to take a break and be back with our last few financial mistakes right after this. Ten most common financial mistakes and how to avoid them. That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman, Marcus Sorio, and Teresa Arago on the program today. Uh, Mark's going to be integral in the new MoneyWorks program that we've talked about multiple times through today's show. You can get started with that. If you're a new investor, you don't have to have assets to invest. This is a money wellness program first and foremost, and then gets you started on the right foot toward financial independence, things like a personal financial coach. That's Mark. Financial wellness assessment, account aggregation and budgeting tools. It is a great service that we are unveiling, and there will be a website soon, but for now, just give us a call, 866 653 plan to get started on your money works journey we are up to number six and we're not going to be able to get to all 10 financial mistakes so we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit and i'll go ahead and tell you that if since we're not going to get through all 10 you can find all 10 on our website at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash radio so we're going to miss a few here just for time purposes but we do want to get in some really important ones number seven on our list is living paycheck to paycheck. And we've talked a lot about margin. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about budgeting. But with this really kind of centers around the lack of an emergency fund. Many households living paycheck to paycheck. Nearly half of Americans, according to CNBC, cannot afford a $400 emergency expense. Now think mm-hmm. about that, creating margin in your life. Because if you did the best budget in the world and you know that you've got enough money coming in to cover the outflow expenses, but then something breaks. Your car breaks down. Mm-hmm. You, you have to replace an air conditioning unit, whatever the case may be. If you don't have that cash on the sidelines, you have to start all over again. Or you get laid off. Yep. If you don't have that margin, then what happens then? And, and if you don't think you have the ability to even start an emergency fund, we've just finished. We're getting through tax season. Uh-huh. Many are getting tax returns. Instead of using that for something else or vacation, things like that. Take some of that and set it aside for that emergency fund now while you've got the chance. Yeah. And, you know, that's honestly the the cause for a lot of overspending and people mm-hmm. getting into debt is because they they don't have that savings. So when that emergency happens, right, not if, but when it happens, right. mm-hmm. then they find themselves needing to go into debt. Uh, so it's it's a precarious situation to be in. Uh, and we really want you to avoid that at all costs. And the way that you do that is by having those emergency savings. So, so Scott, how, how much in savings should they have? Yeah. So Dave Ramsey talks about $1,000. We've doubled that in yes. recent years to $2,000 for inflation, uh, just because Dave started that uh, mantra probably about 25 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So it, you really need $2,000, we say, to start with before mm-hmm. you do anything else. We don't even really want you investing before yes. you have that $2,000 in place. But eventually, a full emergency fund is going to possibly be... There's two. There's a couple of different ways to look at this. Now, we, we do subscribe to the, to the Ramsey thought process of three to six months of expenses, mm-hmm. especially if... Uh, spouses are working at a job that they are at all fearful about losing. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that can be out of your control with I'll health say, or anything like that. Even if you're not, like you know, COVID hit. Right. And if, very th- we didn't have any control over that. And my husband was one of those that was laid off. So, yep. you know, having that, you may not think you have an issue with your employment, but it's still smart to have. Yep. I think of it in, from my own perspective, I look at it more of replacement costs and meeting deductibles on insurances, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a number that's set that I know that if I have to meet my full health insurance deductible, my full property 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, if the wheels deductible. fell off. If all if the world on, came crashing down, I can write a check, and yeah. then the insurance company is on the hook. I've leveraged yeah. into that, so that's the way I look at it. So there are a couple of different ways to look at it, but really, it's going to be past the two thousand dollars. I think it's a number that's just specifically comfortable for you, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in your season of life. Mm-hmm. Number eight on our list: not investing. Uh, that obviously as financial advisors is something we believe is a very big mistake in growing your money and growing wealth. Uh, a lot of people are fearful, Teresa, of the yes. market. And I think some people have what we call recency bias or experience bias where they've seen a loss in their portfolio and they felt that it was somehow going to tank them. So they went to cash. Mm-hmm. What tends to happen with that is that you delay getting back into the market. And I actually had an appointment with some clients recently where they were 100% cash and they had a decent portfolio put together and they were getting ready to retire. When I was running my projections, if they did not change their allocation, they had a 0% chance of making it through their retirement without running out of money. But by changing the allocation only, nothing else, just the allocation their success rate went to 80 some odd percent. So understand that how you invest matters just as much as get just getting started. Yeah. You know, just like the value of my home does not matter till I'm ready to sell it. If you see a dip in the value of your employer plan or one of your investments, don't panic and sell. Stay invested, give it time, and you know, if you don't have a plan, get one so that you can handle those dips when they come. Now, uh, in regards of uh, just making sure that that our listeners you know know what we're talking about when we're talking about allocation, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the the type of investing that you're doing, right? Yes. So rather than being you know very conservative in something that's cash like, you know, making sure that you are in something that's more growth oriented, mm-hmm. right? And so stock market is is what we're talking about. So uh, anywhere between you know, large co- larger companies uh, to uh, smaller companies, right? Uh, we we talk uh, a lot about. The uh, there's a lot more jargon, right, in terms of large growth right. or large cap, yes. mid cap, and, and how it needs to specifically look depends on your individual plan, and right. that's yes. where having that plan makes sense because then you know what you need to invest in across all of your accounts to be ready when you're ready. We do the fastest four minutes in finance. Uh, it's a little quick video that goes directly to people's uh, inbox. You can go to fastestfor.com and sign up for that. But we talked about where is the market headed based on LPL mm-hmm. research and some other people we listen to for the rest of 2021, and we started that segment talking about we tell our clients all the time that stocks are long-term investments though right we want to know where we're headed uh, Mm -hmm. over the next six to eight months sure we want to take a look at that but that shouldn't really matter Mm -hmm. for your long-term retirement plan you don't want to be getting in and out of stocks based on intermittent or short-term movement of the market so think about that in terms of your overall plan what the market does today doesn't really matter it's a number on a page until you get ready to sell it and Mm -hmm. if you aren't um in the long-term growth strategy, you're likely not going to be able to meet your financial goals. Yes. So knowing that, uh, okay, allocation is just a breakdown between the types of investments. Again, like Teresa said, uh, just changing the allocation is something that is is completely relative yep. to, uh, to your plan and what you mm-hmm. need to do. All right. MoneyWorks can help with that as well. We're, we've got a couple of minutes left. I'm going to skip to the last mistake, and it's not having a plan. And so many people mm-hmm. don't. We know the numbers are dismal on how many people have a financial plan. And that's what we, let's be honest, that's what we end every show on the Get Ready for the Future yes. show talking about. We <laughs> are financial. a little bit of a passion about this. We are financial planners first and mm-hmm. foremost. We don't even really talk about investments at first appointments with our clients unless they just want to because it's about the plan dictating the investment strategy. We kind of talked about that already with the last number. Uh, the last mistake on our list. But having a plan is so vital. We talked about earlier in the show, guys, beginning with the end in mind. Now, Mm -hmm. we know in your 20s and 30s that end is going to move. That target is going to move a lot. It may move in the final 10 years, but you still have to throw it out there. That target has to be out there to know why you're doing what you're doing. And it helps, I think, keep you on track. When you think of things like education, you don't start planning for college after you've graduated. Right. <laughs> you have to start early. You have to take care of your grades throughout your your younger years and you have to go do the tours. Yet there's things you have to do to be ready. It's no different with your retirement and we're talking about a 30-year time period on average. So, you know, you may spend weeks on end planning for your beach trip. Have you spent time planning for the 30-year vacation that you hope to take at some point? No. So, okay, so what's what's the plan, right? We we believe that one of the biggest the services that this the industry has done is taken something so important like financial planning, a which is a you know tool for developing and growing 
uh, wealth, right, and and made it inaccessible to the people that need it most. And I believe this has been in, in something that's ingrained into the fabric of mm-hmm. gen wealth. It's something that we've believed since day one and and, and uh, fought to. Uh, to further, and that's what we're doing with MoneyWorks, uh, mm-hmm. and and we really have again a passion for it. And now we've got a way to serve those uh, those folks through this very targeted approach. It can make such a difference too. All these mistakes we're talking about trying to avoid having your written plan down or being connected to MoneyWorks and being able to log on and look and see how you're doing that score going up. Mm-hmm. It gives you a win, and it keeps you on track, and it can make a world of difference in your overall financial future. I mean, this is huge if you can avoid these mistakes, and we believe the plan is the principal way to avoid them. I think the plan gives you the why and the how so that you can figure out the what. Yeah. And if you don't have that, that's huge. Perfect timing. You finished your thought right as the bell sounds. That (laughs) bell happens every week at this time. It is our bell uh, telling us we're almost out of time, and it's time for our final thoughts. Teresa, we'll start with you. I will say my biggest passion is to understand that where you have been is not where you're going. You have the power to make changes today. You have the power to change your future, your family's future. We've heard the phrase generational wealth. It starts with you making good choices for yourself and getting the help you need. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of along the same line, uh, growing up, we, we uh, go to school and we've got, uh, you know, we get ready for these big tests. We study. We you know have homework and all this. Uh, but what what I really like about MoneyWorks is that it's not it's not a final grade, right? It's mm-hmm. not a final score. It's your starting point, right? And you have every opportunity to increase that score because again, you don't want to wait until you're you're 50 to start making better habits, right? Because if we don't start now, then you know what are the chances that that you will at that point? So again, that uh, that plan starting early is is so so monumental, and I can't just can't say enough about that. Yep, and it's real easy to get started on MoneyWorks that we have debuted today. You can call toll free. 866-653-PLAN, text uh, or send, dial the word, the word PLAN. It's 866-653-7526. And if you're not quite ready to maybe make that move, we do want to tell you that we have a manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. What's the plan? This is really easy to get, and it's absolutely free. You can get that manifesto by texting the word plan. That's why text got into my uh, mind there. I was getting <laughs> ready to say that. The The number to text to is 501-381-5228. Again, it's 501-381-5228. Just text the word plan to get that manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. We didn't get to all 10 tips. Again, you can find them on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash radio. We're out of time this week. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.